on for podcasting. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon here on a Thursday. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. Thank you uh, for spending uh, some of your morning here with us. BMW of Des Moines guest list. We will start a little college football conversation uh, with Bill Bender, who covered Urban Meyer at Ohio State. Uh, get uh, his take on what went down yesterday in Jacksonville, college football with signing day yesterday, transfer portal, etc. Maybe pick his brain on a one of the major bowl games or two. Bill Bender from the Sporting News at 10.30. Lee Sterling is going to opine. He's from ParamountSports.com. He's got a handful of games that he will share with us uh, and then give you an opportunity to um, jump aboard his service if you're so inclined. At 11.05, we'll talk Big Four, uh, the locals, college basketball, with our friend Kevin Lehman, Washer Systems of Iowa sponsors Kevin's appearance. We'll do Drake, you and I, Iowa, and Iowa State with Kevin Lehman. Then our final guest, Mitch Holtis, is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, and he'll be with us at 11.30. Speaking of voices, of NFL teams. We've got one tomorrow. Paul Allen, voice of the Vikings, going to join us. Uh, tomorrow's we come to you live from Council Bluffs, but PA, we will record him prior to that as he's on the air at the same time Trent and I are. So we'll uh, hear from Paul Allen tomorrow during the show. News from, you know what, we'll get to Urban in a second. I want to start with the sad news, sad in our world anyways, Trent, because mm-hmm. a guy we both have a great deal of respect of. Uh, for rather, um, Blair Kirkhoff from the Kansas City Stars, written sports for decades. Um, Royals, Chiefs, Big 12, you name it. Uh, Blair Kirkhoff, one of the good guys in the business, was diagnosed with leukemia. Uh, early fall, I want to say. Yeah, early November. Yeah, in a pretty aggressive form of leukemia. And we certainly are hoping for the best for a good person in Blair Kirkhoff. Uh, fortunate enough to have him on the show three or four times out of this uh, during a calendar year and hope that we get to do so in the months ahead. Talked to Blair now for going on decades mm-hmm. and finally had an opportunity to actually meet him in person. Oh, did you? Final yeah. Four in Minneapolis a couple years back. Right. Just sat, talked. It was, I want to say it was Monday before the championship game and it was late afternoon, not a whole lot going on as you're waiting and waiting for the game to start. and Just BS'd with him? Yeah, that's just great. one of the great people. No, and he really is. Introduced me to a couple of, of national people that I, I liked and that he knew well that was pretty close to us. And uh, Pat Forty was one of them. Mm-hmm. And just, he's that kind of guy. He's uh, a guy that, you know, our paths never crossed enough. You know, he'd be in Ames at some time, wouldn't yep. be able to make it up, those kind that's of things. That's where I met him in the press box at Jack Trice, face-to-face. And he's just a great person. He is. and Absolutely is. Hoping for the best. Uh, no question about that. Uh, Urban Meyer lost his gig. You know, Trent, uh, as baseball Benny called me as I was driving in, mm-hmm. um, it, 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 he's right. It's, but I don't think you can hire Dabo Sweeney. And the reason I don't think you can, I mean, it makes sense, right? Trevor Lawrence, 
uh, ETN, but more so Trevor Lawrence as college quarterback. I don't can you, I don't think you can hire back to back college quarterbacks despite the success. Like they, Urban Meyer had a bunch of success mm-hmm. in the college game, winning national championships. I don't know if you can if it's that easy to hire him. College coaches, you've heard the list, you've seen the list. Some of the who's who of college football failed miserably. Uh, in the NFL. So we'll see about that one. But the, when the news broke yesterday that his kicker or his former kicker, Josh Lambeau, uh, accused uh, Urban Meyer on the heels of the, what we found out over the weekend when he had everybody in the conference room, all his coaches, and he's calling each and every one of them out and calling them losers, essentially. Hey, stand up for your resume. You know, they go back to uh, the, uh, the game. Was it Cincinnati? I think mm-hmm. it was Cincinnati. Didn't travel back with the team. That's an awful look. And then the video escapes. Look, I get it. He's not the first guy to cheat on his wife. But NFL head coach not, didn't fly with your team. Bad look. Um, bad look on the on the franchise. So we'll see where that goes. But I think he's probably reached the end of his coaching tenure. He has said that with new with the NIL and everything else in college football that he doesn't have the same certainly passion for mm-hmm. that, and he doesn't like the way that it's going. We've heard other and college Sweeney coaches said say the that. same yeah. thing, which kind of leads me maybe there is something there. But I just don't. If you're a Jags fan, there's very few of them. Yes, uh, right. Uh, we're gonna hire Dabo Sweeney. Yeah, well, we just did the college thing. Yeah. How'd that work out? I don't know. Anyway. With a guy as accomplished as... Right, exactly. And it didn't work. No. So we're going to go that route again. I wouldn't be it. And it's not like Dabo is this great X's and O's coach. He's a motivator. He's a little hokey. Gets good players, yep. Would that work in the NFL game? I don't know. I don't know if it will or not. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence needs some help because this yes. guy's too good and has not uh, got off to a good start. So the other thing I was thinking about when driving in today... And I didn't let you know in our two-minute pre-show meeting we have yes. every day because I want to catch you off guard. All right. Because normally what first pops into your head is eh, potentially the the right answer mm-hmm. to the question. Because we're at that time of the year, right? It's the end of the year. And you start looking back on the year. Yes. And trying to find the biggest stories in the state of Iowa or the biggest story in the in the world of sports this year. Mm-hmm. I racked my brain from Ankeny until the time Benny called me as I was crossing the river. <laughs> story of the year in the state of Iowa? Story, Yeah, I mean, Luca? Probably. Right? That's where uh, my mind went first. Mm-hmm, because of his award. Yeah. It's a great award, don't get me wrong. We've never had a national player of the year. Yeah, I get it. And and for that reason, he's got to be on that list. But right? I was exiting the round of 32. That's just it. Taints it. it mm-hmm. Even if they would have got to the Sweet 60. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been enough to make it, no doubt about it, surefire yeah. number one in the state of Iowa right. list. But then keep going. I will win Lee? the Big Ten West. And then they got pummeled. Exactly. And the three games they lost, they got yeah. throttled in each one of them. Right. Same kind of thing. Yeah. Got as high as number two. If they would have got through the regular season with one loss, maybe a little bit more, but mm-hmm. just, we said it. How did this team win 10 games? Right. I mean, yeah, it just doesn't have that feeling. It really doesn't have it. So you can't go that route. Uh uh-uh. uh. Iowa State, of course, you look. Well, won a Fiesta Bowl, and that was in 2021. Right. Um, he potentially had a chance. Um, Brees Hall, back-to-back All-American. It's not the greatest, the deepest year in the state of Iowa. Now expand it. Drake winning an NCAA tournament game? But still. Mm, yeah. Two days later. But we're, we're kind of reaching, right? Yeah, we are. 
We're really reaching. What's the story of the Pat Holbert sports? Pat umpire of the year? Yeah, and, and you know what? That's maybe the sports story of the year. Not Pat Holbert, but the game that he umpired. The, well, yes, that is it, yes. The Field of Dreams. No doubt about it. Right? That was... That will be forever. We remembered. got to it. It took yes. us a while, but I think we, I think we got to it. Took baseball to get uh-huh. into the conversation, but uh-huh. no doubt, and this is actually an easy year now that you look at. Yeah, it. now that this it, will be because there's not a lot forever. of competition, right? Because there wasn't those no. great seasons for any of the locals. Uh, an, an individual award in a team sport, yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Never been one. That's wonderful. I'm not minimizing what the what Luca Garza did. Iowa finally winning a national championship in wrestling, mm-hmm. finally breaking down. It was great. But they were the favorites going in, and right. even that, it was a tad of a disappointment mm-hmm. tournament run that they had. It wasn't the domination that some people anticipated. Yeah, that's it. It's the Field, Field of, of Dreams, Dreams. games. Yep. All right, now span across the country. I think I have it. Tom Brady going that's to Tampa. clearly one of them. In year yes. one and doing Clearly it. one of them. That wasn't my choice. That was on my list. Phil Mickelson's on my list. That's a great one. The winning the PGA at, uh, at 50 years old. That's on my list. I don't think that's going to be the sports story of the year. Sports story mm-hmm. of the year, and I'm missing it. And you will. I don't think you'll get it. I don't think our Basketball. minds are going to sync up on this one. Probably not hockey. Nope. Well, yeah, in a way. In a way. In a way. Keep going, though. I don't want to throw you off by saying that. Now you have me confused. Right. I knew I would when I said it. As soon as I said it. What do you got? Fans back in stadiums. Fans back in stadiums. You know, it's interesting because I was reading one of these recaps and it was a college football recap of the year. Kinnick didn't have anybody last year. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about week one, Penn State, Wisconsin, and it was the moment of the year for this writer. Mm-hmm. Jump around in Camp Randall. Absolutely. And, and I'll never that. forget watching it. We, we, we're all watching, right? Yeah. Now, what's the song they play before that? There's one they do in a different quarter. That I'm was sure. th- I'm not sure either, and it's really effective. But yes, that 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 day, that atmosphere, mm-hmm. and they and they didn't go to co- they whoever had the game it didn't was Fox. Go, it was Fox Fox didn't go to commercial, and let us soak it in. Mm-hmm. We're not Wisconsin fans. No, you've actually been there too. Jump around. I'm not sure if you did. No, but <laughs> but you've seen I sat it there in stoically. Per- did you? Um, so for that reason, I think that I think that that might be on a list because Trent, Phil Mickelson, big deal. Yes. I mean, it's a big deal. It is. Tom Brady, it's a big deal. But I think fans back in stadiums after 2020 was as barren as it was. I think you got to put that on the list. Look it's, at Kinnick Stadium. Look at our own backyard. Mm-hmm. Nobody there last year, right? And just how eerie it right. was. And how weird those environments were. We just talked about this the other day. We were talking about home field advantage in the NFL. Lambo. Right. Well, they didn't have it last year. Nope. Tampa Tom was able to walk in there and dozens of people Mm -hmm. in attendance. What was it? The firefighters and EMTs were about the only people inside the building. Right. It can be different. Right. Senior days? Yeah. For kids? Right. How weird that was. Parents and that was it? Yeah. That's a good one. Uh I wouldn't put it at the top, but it's part of the story. Right. And a big part of the story. It's a huge part of the story. Still Brady for me. Brady for yeah, no, it's good. I, I'm with you. I mean, what he did, leaving his team, finding a team that he could mold, and they weren't good until December. That's right. They weren't good until uh, did they? Did they? I think they were seven and five. Seven was and that four? the right around Thanksgiving? That's what yeah. they were, and then they just down the stretch took it to another level. Um, 
Yeah, Brady, big, 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 big. The Braves winning. Eh. Right. Right. Um, Alabama. Hmm. Again. Right. <laughs> Though that team is as good as it is, is maybe as good as Saban has yeah. had. We're going to look back and I say think so too. that one might have been his best. Yep, I think so too. And the domination that we showed, really short of the Florida game uh-huh. and the SEC championship, just the way that they pulverized everybody that they saw right. over the course of the season, playing the extra SEC games, of course, that they yeah, had to play right. on top of it. And it was no problem for that team. I think we're going to look back and say that Alabama team was great. But they all kind of fall together. Yes, because every year he's got players right. that are great. And if he comes back and does it this year, you could argue maybe best, his best coaching job, but it'll just, well, it's mm-hmm. Alabama. Mm-hmm. And it was fine. Mm-hmm. And a Heisman quarterback. Right. If you got a quarterback, you got a chance, and he does. And he always does now. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, so, the, anyways, that's what I was thinking about driving in. But you're right. We 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 came across the story of the year in Iowa sports. No doubt, it's Field of Dreams. And there's what a remarkable day that was. It's an argument about second. There's no argument. Right, that is number one. Right, right. Yeah, there isn't. There what isn't. a day that was. It was amazing. The build Trent. up, the lead up yes. to it. You kind of had what you talked about the fans in the stands, mm-hmm. and you know we're at a time where things mm-hmm. were going great, and, and Costner came back. Yes, and that was we walking out of the corn. The way the game played out. It was great. <laughs> it was a phenomenal game. All the corn home uh-huh. runs that you had, including uh-huh. a walk. I mean, it just, you couldn't have painted a better no. picture. No, no. People talking about, and I rem- is this heaven? And then right. the shots of the sunset. Sure. How, and how it was spectacular was that? that August night. And that's why I, 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 I'd hope, I remember coming in the next day and saying, don't do this again. All right. You can't top this. This was perfection. They're going to do it again. Oh, I know they are. <laughs> it's too much money. Yeah. They're going to do it again. But, and again um, and again. Eh, probably so. That's the story of the year in Iowa sports. Field of Dreams. What a fun, fun night that was. What would you gosh. put second then? Luca? I guess. Yeah. Kind of begrudgingly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not a whole lot out, no. out there. I mean, the team underachieved. Mm-hmm. Iowa State football underachieved uh, this year. Mm, Spencer Lee? Yeah, that's a good one. Doing it this with... was the, 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 what, the no ACLs, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's on the list. That's <laughs> incredible. That's, that's, maybe that's the toughest story. The right, year. yeah. Got to put Spencer Lee on mm-hmm. there and Iowa as a whole for the mm-hmm. wrestling and, and getting that national championship after the drought. Those are all on the list, but number one's easy. Number two is where it becomes a little yeah, more difficult. indeed it is. So you'll go for the national story of the year. You'll go Tom Brady. Tom Brady, yeah. Over Mickelson. Yep. I'll go fans in stands one, Brady two. And we're going to be seeing more and more of these stories. And this is a part of the end of the year I really yeah, do Yeah, I like. do too. I just want to try and... and, and, and Get ahead point. of the game. Yeah, what are they going to say? See, what well, our list, if it matches up with... I mean, if look if if anybody comes up with a, a story bigger than Field of Dreams in the state of, I want to know it. Yeah, hit us up. Right, I want to know that because hats off to you and shame on us if indeed there is one that we've bypassed because I can't see that there's going to be. Um, I, I just don't see it. Anyways, uh, football tonight. Looking forward to getting back to a little football. It's been a difficult couple of nights. Watch some of the T Wolves last night <laughs> and, and the Nuggets. How about Edwards? Ten three something. Trent. He My is God, a... he's something. And I know. It's December. NBA, for a lot of people, right. us included, is not a big part of the viewing. But we watch a lot of T-Wolves between us. Mm-hmm. And this dude, boy, they have something. It was yeah. a draft pick where so many people just didn't know. No, He's an incredible Wiseman. athlete. He's seven foot tall. Take right. him. Well, he got cat. Edwards is a great athlete. But he doesn't care about the game. Right. We continue to hear these kind of things. No motivation. What was it? He didn't know who Alex Rodriguez was. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> just, 
He's a different cat. He's a really different cat. Speaking of cat, they were talking to Big Cat, Carl Anthony Towns, mm-hmm. after the game. Were you watching at the end? No, come on. In, in the post game, you'd already flipped <laughs> yeah. over. And uh, literally flipped over. They, uh, they, he was doing his interview after the game, and I just had it on. I wasn't listening, and all of a sudden, behind him. Here comes Edwards, starting chanting MVP behind him, and was he? Oh yeah, just having a good time. Then the social media director, that's who the TV broadcaster said it was, came over and showed him something on his phone, and he's dying laughing. Mm. Just he's a fun guy. Get a couple more pieces. Get the T Wolves relevant. I, I think they will be. Speaking of showing videos, did you see uh, at one of Tiger Woods' press conference earlier oh, this week? Man, wasn't that spectacular? So some reporter, I'm assuming is a reporter. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody handed Tiger Woods their phone, mm-hmm. and on their phone was a side-by-side Tiger and Little Tiger. And the mannerisms, the swing, the characteristic, I mean, Trent, it's not eerie. It is, they are identical. They're yeah. cut from the same cloth. Junior is just takes he's a chip off the old block, as my dad used to say. You know, Charlie, it's funny too seeing the mannerisms, and that was the biggest thing. The the club spin, the fist pump, okay, right. that's that's copying dad, but And the swing too. Yes. But watching and Tiger talked about it in this piece, him going to the nose. Yes, because they both got allergies. Yes, and Tiger talking about that. Yeah. You know, I give you a hard time because you're old and you cry all the time. <laughs> yeah. That one got me. Right? It, it really got me. I was yeah. thinking about my well, man, because Jack. Ty- and, oh, yeah. I know, Trent. Absolutely. Yeah. Father, sons. Uh-huh. And if you, do, how does, if you think of Tiger Woods one way, and I get why you do. I understand that. But watch this, because this was the side of Tiger Woods. Have you ever seen that no. before? Now, after he won the Masters, he got caught up a little bit with, you know, with his son. Mm-hmm. Uh, thinking back to when he had that moment with his dad, who's now passed away. Uh, but this was different. This was really good. I loved it. You know, I did too. I throw. I saw it just through ESPN's you know Twitter should, account. Can you find it in yeah, Twitter? Uh, tweet Twitter it. Tweet it from uh, the Miller and Con the Joe yes. account if you can, because that's really good. It was awesome. It's what about two minutes? Yep. It's not like you have to. It's not a big investment of time. No. <laughs> I know you avoid clicking on. Yeah, I just don't have four minutes. Right. <laughs> oh no, this article's five and a half minutes. That's I don't. Have I can't read that much. Absolutely not. No. Kid. Right. I mean, come back when you got a minute and a half. Uh, what uh, as we recap yesterday before we go to break, and we'll get Bill Bender in here more on this. I, uh, did you read Doc's piece on on the um, uh, on Iowa recruiting and Phil Parker's um, how instrumental he was down the stretch? Iowa really closed strongly yesterday. Yes, they did in a big way. They pick up commitments, and we were having fun yesterday with Dort. Right. And the kid that they got you know, there. I'm glad we did. Yes. It was a I learned co- something yesterday. And I never heard of it. I had a lot more people reach out throughout the day and yeah. say they were enjoying really? the, the Dort conversation right. and giving Northwest Iowa a little bit of love there. Absolutely. But to go and get those guys. And basically, what, a week and a half ago, they didn't have a defensive back commitment. And to end with the four dudes that they got, yes. of course, Xavier Wampa at the top. Mm-hmm. But the kid from California picks Iowa. Over Michigan and right, Cal. Right. Right. That's pretty good. Look at some of the other names that they were involved with. They, they closed very good. And every one of those defensive backs, what did they talk about? Phil Parker. Yeah. I mean, he was, he's, he's the main reason that they're there. They, Iowa has sold what he's been mm-hmm. able to do, putting guys in the league at an incredible level. Riley being, Moss is an All American. Saw Riley Moss in high school a lot. You did. Absolutely, you did. You, we, and we talked about him would, in his freshman year. If he would have become an All American, there's no way. What, as a gunner? 
Yeah. Seriously. I mean, that, sure. okay, maybe he's a great specialty. Mm-hmm. As a cornerback? No. Look Look at how he's, I mean, Trent, what a transformation mm-hmm. from freshman year to this. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. He's become a heck of a player. So, I mean, good good for the Hawks. Uh, Iowa State kind of, I think, um, did what they were expected to do. It was a really good class um, as far as Iowa State, where they usually come in recruiting. Look, I'm not into it. Um, we'll, we'll see these kids in a couple of years. Right. I know a lot of you are. You replenish uh, the system, if you will. So fingers crossed that the, the hope that you have for some of these guys at least pans out. We, we'll see if it does. It's kind of a crapshoot, ultimately. For sure. It it's like the NFL draft. The NFL draft is mm-hmm. the same thing. Mm-hmm. Even a first-rounder. It's about a 50-50 proposition. They're going to turn out to be even a good player. You know, yep. a, a guy that makes a couple of Pro Bowls. Yep. We do this... On a yearly basis, we go, hey, let's take a look at that 2012 draft. Ooh. And then you go through, and it's, there's some others. Right. And they're all over the place. Uh Same thing with recruiting. There's no sure things, though. The five star guys, the high four star guys, usually, you know, you're going to get a pretty good guy there. Mm -hmm. Usually when you're going in and you're swimming in those kind of waters. But, you know, we we go through and we're looking at the recruiting part of it, what it means in the future, and, and on and on and on. What do you think about Campbell? After where it felt, in a way, maybe inevitable, that he was going to leave, that yeah. it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't. No. Nope. <laughs> I mean, do, do you still have the concerns when Black Monday comes in the NFL? Or is it at the point, and we talked about WHO and Murph and company doing their crap. Yep. <laughs> are, are you kind of at that point? Because I am. I, I hear. Did you I'm, think he's staying? Yeah, just I don't care. I just See, I, I go back and forth. When uh, I think he's staying, then I, how can you not take this job? Yeah, you mean to tell me you're not going to listen to this school or this team? Maybe he's just different. Yeah, maybe he's different. Maybe he wants to stay. He's said repeatedly over the years he wants to build something. Mm-hmm. He's doing that. Yes, he is in and a big way. Sustainability. Now, this is not a flash in the pan. This no. is not. Doing with JUCOs. This is not anything mm-hmm. like that. This is something that is built for sustainability. He looks around and says, in a new Big 12 with yeah. a 12 team playoff. Yeah. A lot of pressure on Hunter Deckers. Yeah, right. It really is. Yeah. Because you need a quarterback. Yeah. And I, and I think he's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's certainly, we've, we've seen more of him than we thought that we would, I think. Um, certainly I did. We'll see. I mean, look at clone fans. You've had back to back to. Elite running backs mm-hmm. in the college game, right? In David Montgomery and now Brees Hall, you find another one of them. Yeah, can you? Because we talked about the offensive line. I, I think that's the one part that you look at. If this program is going to elevate mm-hmm. and go from nine wins two years ago, seven wins this year, and and get to that final step. In order to do that, that offensive line's got to be better. Yeah, it does the way that they play, yep. the style that they want to mm-hmm. play. They just have to be better up front. I don't know what that involves. We hear sing all kinds of praises all the time about the strength and conditioning staff that you know, they have there. You figure, of course, offensive line, it starts there. But frankly, just have to be better. Better up front, I think, will cure some of those ills. And you're not losing those games to the Texas Techs and the Western, right. the, the West Virginias of the you world. Know. You're getting those wins, yep. and that sustainability then goes to another level. Took a 62-yard field goal for oh, some, I, I just had two Techs. Caitlin Clark should be on our list. That's a good one, too. Yeah. Should be... Um, I mean, he's not Field of Dreams, but right. uh, when we're trying to find that uh, that that second team, etc. All right, Bill Bender's coming up in a couple of minutes. We will speak with Bill. Look forward to talking to him from the Sporting News. Pick his brain of what uh, can Dabo Sweeney 
I mean, I, I just don't see it. It's not that big a deal. It's Jacksonville. Nobody cares about the Jags. They are far from one of our regionals. But still, a uh, big name uh, in, the, in the sport, no doubt about that. Bill Bender, then Lee Sterling uh, from Paramount Sports. Look forward to catching up with uh, Lee Sterling. Uh, Kevin Lehman is going to talk about the Iowa teams in college basketball. We'll go around the Valley uh, with Drake and you and I, and then Iowa and Iowa State with Kevin Lehman before the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, joins. Steve wants to opine before we go to break. We're happy to hear from you. Hello, Steve. Hey, guys. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, you're talking about Matt Campbell. I think, obviously, the next step is continue to build that foundation and the sustainability aspect to it. And I think, you know, one of the analogies uh, one of my Hawkeye friends and I, we talk about is, you know, you think about when Hayden Fry came in, he came into nothing, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of interest in him over the years, but he's, and maybe we found our guy, right, that wants to build something long-term and make as he's doing. And then I don't think there's any reason to believe that he's not going to continue to stay stay and build And after all the, you know, offers he's currently had. But that's just my two cents, and thanks for taking the call. Yeah, Steve, happy to take your call, and I hope you are right because um, he's built that program in. It's, um, it's, it's fun to talk about Iowa State football when the calendar turns to November most years. And as uh, you know, Steve, and most of your fan base knows, that wasn't always the case. We'll take our time out. Bill Bender will join us from the Sporting News. Uh, a little college football conversation with Bill Bender, Lee Sterling coming up. You and I are in another contest. We are. You're ready to get throttled this time? I, what I'm trying to figure out is where the hell I'm going to put another trophy. Well, you don't have to worry about it because I've seen your football picks this year. They've they been, been awful. I think that's why I was invited. You know, we need somebody also ran in this thing. Free money. I will take a time out. Bill Bender next. Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.100 bets off. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. All right, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. In about 15 minutes, we'll be joined by Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. He will opine on a handful of bull games coming up here just before 11. Right now, Bill Bender, he covers college football while he writes about sports at the Sporting News, and he joins us. Hello, Bill Bender. Trenton Ken, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. No, listen, we appreciate it. So, Bill, you covered uh, da- uh, Dabo. You covered Urban Meyer uh, a lot when he was at Ohio State. Uh, we saw the we saw the news last night that he's out uh, at Jacksonville. Did it surprise you, Bill, knowing uh, covering Urban Meyer the way that he did? And I'm not saying you saw him kick a player or a kicker in this case, but are you surprised it seemingly has ended his football coaching career the way that it did? If indeed this well, is I it. I mean, if this is it, yeah. I mean, you never know if he could turn up in a lower level Power Five program. I don't know that he would uh, because the stage has to be big. But I guess I'm the level of drama and how quickly it escalated in Jacksonville. Losing always contributes to that, but some of these stories are just absurd, right? Yeah. So, I mean, for Urban Meyer to go down like this, I mean, and, uh, I tried to reserve judgment before he went to the NFL, but it looks like the worst happened. Is it over? Is the coaching career of Urban Meyer over? And if it isn't, what's the kind of destination that he would land? Is it back to a blue blood in college football, or is this it? Hello? Yep, you're there? Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, I mean, you know, 
I wrote about that this morning, and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, he's not going to take a job at a UCLA or a West Virginia or, you know, a Louisville. I mean, he would have to be at a big stage. And I think mm-hmm. for that to happen, it would have to take at least one to two years to do that. Then you're 59 years old. One of the jobs I compared it to was when Steve Spurrier came back to college football. He went to South Carolina, right. had a tremendous level of success for 11 years, but it took six years to get there. So it would require a lot on Meyer's part if he would want to get back into college football coaching, and I don't know that he will. Do you think TV is back in his future? Because I think he was very good, or I thought he was very good, whether it was on Fox. Uh, now Bobby Stoops is in that seat. And I loved the you know, the five-minute video breakdowns that the, the Big Ten Network would put on Twitter when he would uh, recap a game or break down a game, usually a couple of day, a Tuesday, earlier in the week anyway. Uh, do you think that's in his future? Will, is he a guy that strikes you as he, he's just got to stay in the spotlight, got to stay busy? And if so, might TV scratch that itch? I mean, he was really good in the studio. He was outstanding on uh, Big Ten Network, on uh, Fox, Big Noon Kickoff. And uh, he's very dynamic in that rule because he knows what he's talking about. He's won a lot of football games at the college football level. I think the entire NFL thing just from the start, I guess. Um, And he would be great in the studio. And I think that's kind of how he rehabbed his image from Ohio Mm -hmm. State at the end of that. And at the end of the day, he's still one of the five best coaches in college football in terms of winning percentage of all time. And that's why I think, despite McMur- Brett McMurphy's report that 85% of AD said they wouldn't call him, that was this year. Who knows in three years? Right. Yeah. Uh, what about Dabo Sweeney to take his place? We, we've seen the, the, the quotes. He does not like Transfer Portal, putting it mildly. Name, image, and likeness. Says he's not a big fan of it as well. You wrote about his recruiting class and the winners and losers from the early signing period. Uh, Clemson, you weren't, you weren't the highest on Clemson that I've seen you in the past. But I don't know if Jacksonville can go for another college coach. I mean, just hired one of the best in the business in Urban. I get that Dabo's quarterback is there and he's struggling in his first year. Make any sense to you, Bill? Well, I mean, obviously, no. Um, you know, I, I think not too many things make sense, but I think they need to find the right coach for Trevor Lawrence. You do have a franchise quarterback. You can build around him. He's obviously super talented, and then you got to find the pieces around him. So I think it's going to be a coach with NFL experience. Now, Dabo, all those things you said about him, true. I mean, in this new era of college football where we had some Wild things happened yesterday. I'll say. Not enjoyed as much. And that's something to keep in mind. I mean, he just lost both coordinators, and Clemson has a long climb back. All right, let's talk about that wild day yesterday. And the wildest, the number one player in the country from 24 7, Travis Hunter Jr., is going to Jackson State to play with Coach Prime, Deion Sanders. It, it came out of absolutely nowhere. What does it say to you, Bill Bender? I mean, Dion charismatic. We all know that. Dion, nothing subtle. And he has been unflinching in the way that he's advocated for HBCU. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this is the first step. So it's like yep. one of two theories here. Is One, is his goal to turn Jackson State into an App State-type program at that level and create more opportunities for HBCUs and those kind of things. And that could be or you know, the other one that's popular right now is, is he going to end up at Florida State or in the Power Five? Mm-hmm. I, I think both sides are very interesting, and Dion is certainly 
made the biggest splash of the day yesterday by landing the number one recruit in the country. And, and, and the other question you got to ask is maybe this kid just wants to learn from the best cover corner I've ever seen. Yeah, he was. I couldn't. Well, he didn't like tackling. It was uh, up high on his list. But boy, oh boy, Bill, he was unbelievably gifted. No doubt about that. Give us another couple of uh, your thoughts, takeaways na- from a national perspective uh, on sign or early signing day yesterday. Who did well? Who slipped in your mind? Well, I mean, in NIL, Texas and Texas A and M really brought in big classes. You know, A&M did well, and Jimbo continues to build there. Sark, on top of bringing Quinn Ewers in from Ohio State, had a really good class with, I think, 11 or 12 four-star kids from Texas, and that was something they needed to do when he was hired. So I think those two did extremely well. Kentucky did well. Kentucky with Mark Stoops Day and then keeping his coordinators and recruiting well. And then after that, I mean, we talked about Clemson. Oklahoma still picking up some pieces from Lincoln Riley. Um those were two that stood out. And, I mean, Miami and Florida have a long way to go as well. We look towards the bowl games. They start tomorrow of this early slate. Give us a game or two that you're most intrigued by. You think we're going to at least get something. It's teams that aren't usually at the forefront of the mind. What are the games that jump out to you here early? I mean, Western Kentucky app will be fun because Western Kentucky uh, quarterback, Bailey's app, obviously, has kind of touchdown pass. The app state's never lost a bowl game, so I think that's fun. <laughs> Um, you know, I'll watch as many of them as I can. And, and I think it's just watching those kind of under-the-radar players like the ones I just mentioned. And, uh, you know, you know me, I'm going to watch those MAC matchups every year anyway. Yeah. So get your bull pulls in and, and have fun with it. Uh, indeed. Your favorite bull game this year is what, Bill? You can only pick one. What's your favorite one? I mean, probably Georgia-Michigan yeah. just because of the heat that's going to come off that mm-hmm. game. Outside of the playoff matchups, I guess I would go – Probably Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, because I want to see what Notre Dame is with Marcus Freeman on the sideline. Now, keep in mind, not just that game. They've never won a BCS Bowl. They've never won a New Year's Day Six Bowl. If he wins that in his first game, expectations are going to be through the roof as he heads to uh, his alma mater. They play Ohio State in the opener in Columbus next year. How about that? That's a good start. Yeah, I'll say. Uh, Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Uh, Bill, uh, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, oh, just one more. Ryan Day. Uh, is there any smoke around this that if Trace Armstrong, and I had no idea the client list that this guy's got. It, it's more than just Ryan Day. Some of the big, big names. I mean, when David Kaplan joined us yesterday and he, he negotiated Lincoln Riley's contract, um, he negotiated Brian Kelly's contract. He's got some big, big names uh, under his uh, agent umbrella. If indeed he does go to the Bears, does Ryan Day make sense to you leaving Ohio State and going to try the NFL? Maybe he could, but he squashed that yesterday. I, I think he's comfortable at Ohio State. He's got a good setup. Yeah, they lost a couple games, but they've responded by hiring Jim Knowles. He brought in a third straight top five recruiting class. I think we're going to spend the summer talking about how much talent Ohio State has and how do they strike back after losing to Michigan. So I don't know that I would leave that go to the NFL, especially to an unstable organization like Chicago. Bill Bender, Sporting News. Bill, great stuff. Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much. Good to have you. Bill Bender. Spoken like a good, uh, a true Green Bay Packer fan, You're right? At the end there, uh, that he that he is. Uh, Lee Sterling will join us next. Paramount Sports. He'll opine on a handful of these big, big bulls when we come back on Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six. Bets off.
back. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Thank you again, Bill Bender from the Sporting News. As promised, Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. This is our final appearance with Lee until Super Bowl week. Uh, he joins us, going to go over a handful of games. His game of the week is actually tonight. Nice. Uh, Lee, Trent, and Ken, compliments of the season. How are you? I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. I mean, with the opt-outs at a record high, Mm -hmm. COVID is going to run rampant. I mean, um, just absolutely bizarre. And then the coaching changes. There's a bunch of games where both coaches on both teams aren't even coaching the game. So uh, (laughs) a lot, a lot of work, and things could change on a dime. Which is probably best advice is to bet as late as you possibly can, right? Absolutely. Unless, Unless... you think you're ahead of something. Let's say you see a team maybe have two or three guys go down and it looks like we're not playing the game, and you think there's going to be a lot more, then you take a shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's yep. take a shot here, Lee, with the college yep. football playoff games. Got a couple others, including both Iowa and Iowa State, their bowl games. Let's start, though. It is Cincinnati. The group of five breaks through, and they'll get their shot, not just against anybody, <laughs> against Alabama. It's a big number, as you'd anticipate, 13 and a half I saw early on. There were a couple of shops that had this one over two touchdowns. It settled at that 13 and a half number. What do you see with the Bearcats and the Crimson Tide? So if Cincinnati is going to have to win this game, they're going to have to, I think, keep the game close. I don't think that they can then come from behind here and win this game. So um, I think Cincinnati's secondary is really good. Yes, so I think Alabama is going to run the ball. A lot. They're going to focus on running and pretty impressive. Their offensive line controlled a great Georgia defensive line and little shocked, you know, that Georgia didn't come to play if they would have eliminated Alabama uh, and beaten them there. Alabama would have been done. They wouldn't have to face the prospect of facing them again. But uh, Bama's defense still really good. They played well, especially for the first, uh, you know, three quarters in that game. And, uh, Top run and pass defense here. Desmond Ritter's going to have to have the game of his life. I just don't see it. Bama, 34-13. Yeah, you're right about that offensive line after just stinking the joint out in the Iron Bowl the week before. They were unbelievable uh, against Georgia. Well, in your backyard will be the other uh, playoff game, the Orange Bowl, and that face, uh, features Georgia and Michigan. Uh, I was glad this one is on the list because I have a major opinion. I hope we are in sync. Georgia is an eight-point favorite. So I thought the line would come five and a half, six, and I'm a little shocked because I think Georgia, we're seeing right now the coaching staff isn't great, don't love Kirby Smart and his assistants, thought they got outcoached, thought that uh, Michigan over the last two games, their, their, their staff has done a great job. Game plan against Ohio State and Iowa was right on par, and the kids believe in them. They're hot now. The matchup is going to be a little bit tougher because Alabama could throw the ball much better. But I think these two teams are pretty similar here. So uh, I'm going to go with the hot team, and I think the better coach team. Uh, I think Michigan might even pull off the upset. I like them 27-26. So do I. Good to hear. All right. We, uh, th- <laughs> this is a game that we thought maybe we were going to see in the playoff. Oregon-Oklahoma. Certainly not the case, though, as uh, they match up together. Let's take a look at the Sooners and the Ducks, Lee Sterling. Yeah, and this could be wide open. You know, uh, with assistant coaches sometimes taking the reins, um, they try trick plays, and they'll even mm-hmm. sometimes let their quarterbacks 
call some plays here. So uh, I, I think the Ducks, you know, down the stretch, you know, Joe Moorhead uh, just did. I don't think he put in the time. He knew he was going to Akron. Well, that's a story for another day. Who wants to go to Akron? So he's probably taking a huge pay cut, but maybe, you know, he feels that's the right place. But um, I, I think that, that the Ducks might uh, stay in this game for a while, but uh, Oklahoma, even with the opt-outs, just too many weapons here. I like the Sooners here. High-scoring game, 41-34. All right, let's get to the locals. Iowa yeah. State-Clemson up first. Uh, Iowa State is a point-and-a-half favorite or thereabouts. Your thoughts on Iowa State and the Clemson Tigers? So I never, never, you know, didn't like what I saw from Clemson most of the season here, and uh, I just think that they're going to be hampered. Both of their coordinators are gone, so I think that that uh, certainly plays into this game here. And uh, just think that uh, what we're going to see here is uh, uh, I think Brees Hall might have a big game. I think he's going to play. I don't think he's going to back out at the last second here. And, uh, um, you know, they, even though Clemson won the last five games, only Wake Forest was an impressive win here. Uh, tons of defensive line and wide receiver injuries uh, for Clemson here, and I think they're going to go through the, through the motions here. I think the motivation is on the Iowa State side more than Clemson, and motivation is number one when you get to these early bowls here. Give me some Iowa State uh, uh, Cyclone money here, 24-20. 24-20, clones get it done. We finish it up with the Citrus Bowl, Iowa getting three points against Kentucky. Yeah, Iowa capitalizes most against teams that make mistakes, but uh, Kentucky takes care of the ball, top 20 in that category. Also, um, they are number four, Kentucky, in finishing drive. So uh, they may not, uh, they might have a couple three and outs, but when they get in the red zone, they usually put it in the end zone or without uh, Tyler Goodson. No, I think it's going to be a really good pro. Uh, not that he didn't have a good college career. I think we're going to look back and say, you know, maybe with a more wide open offense, he would have done more. So uh, he's his opting out. I think certainly uh, hurts them. They don't have as many weapons here in the cupboard. I like Kentucky. Hard fought game, twenty four seventeen. All right, Lee Sterling, your play of the uh, the week is it's tonight. It's that AFC West matchup. The Chiefs are a three point favorite, taking on the Chargers. Chiefs Chargers. If the audience wants more information, how do they get a hold of you? Well, I mean, the NFL did a great job choosing this game here tonight, and then Vegas and Cleveland uh, Saturday, and then Saturday night, New England and Indianapolis. So, fun weekend of NFL games. You want to get this uh, Kansas City Chargers game? I have a real strong opinion on this game. Just call 800-400-9741. If you'd like to join us for Double Down December, last year from the first bowl game, remember it starts tomorrow. It doesn't start on Saturday. They want to get the early start this year. You want to hop on board. We went 27 of the last 36 games last year from the first bowl game through the Super Bowl. Use coupon code SAVE200, just $97 from now through December 31st, which is most of the bowl games. Get it right now, just one place, ParamountSports.com. Lee, we will talk to you uh, the week of the Super Bowl. Thank you, Lee Sterling. Appreciate you coming on all season. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. ParamountSports. Dot com for Lee Sterling. The the Kentucky-Iowa uh, game, do, do you have a feel for this at all? Not really. I lean Kentucky at this point, but without diving real deep into it. You are our Kent, Kentucky correspondent. I am, yes. I, I happen to uh, hold that distinction. Have you Watched fired him yet? a lot. No, I am not betting the locals. Why not? I just don't. You know him better than anybody. It. I know, but I won't do it. Um, because then I look at it from a gambling perspective, and I learned my lesson. I swore I'd never do it again, and to this point I haven't. 
They, I, Kentucky is, they are the most undisciplined team. Oh. They will turn the ball over. Oh. They are self-implosion one, time, one game after another, but they got some dudes. Their linebackers are solid. They mm-hmm. got two guys. I love this name, Cravassier Smoke. Oh. He's one of the two running backs. Of course, we know the quarterback transfer right from yeah. Penn State. Le- uh, Levis is a, is a really good player. That Iowa wanted bad. They Did were the, they? They were the first in on him, uh, first power offer that he had. I don't remember that. Ken O'Keefe fell in love with them, mm-hmm. thought that they had a really good chance at He's it. He's their team leader, Trent. They, Iowa thought they were going to get him. Did they? And they were at a camp. O'Keefe was at a camp, offered him, first yep. power offer that he got. Connecticut kid, went to another camp, blew up. Penn State was there, got the Penn State offer, and for all intents and purposes, <laughs> that recruiting was over. Well, I think Penn State made the wrong choice. I mean, Clifford's okay. Yeah. Uh, but Levis is a really good player. Now he's prone to picks. And he's a weird duck. I'll Eating give bananas you that. with yeah. bananas with the peel on and everything else. He is a weird duck in that. You know who the leading receiver is? Wondell Robinson. By a mile. Um, the linebacker's good. Good defense. But again, what's Iowa State defensive strength? They turn you over. So the Hawkeyes get three picks. They could, Trent. I wouldn't fall off my chair. I really wouldn't. A couple of fumble recoveries. Yeah. This is Kentucky's season. Had some good wins. Uh, We will uh, come back. Kind of switch gears. A little college basketball conversation. Let's opine on Drake, you and I, Iowa and Iowa State before Mitch Holtis gets here at 1130. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO.